0: Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallops.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. Five,
1: In the dust, dust, dust
2: Actually, my opinions are shared by almost everyone Welcome, come in the house We're going to have a great time today So you know that
3: when die going to recommend you to the spirit the sky Are you ready? Yeah Okay, let's do it
1: the following program contains inconvenient truth and controversial topics that may be offensive to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
4: Radio
5: from the heart of America now.
1: And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
2: All right, you've been asking for it. Here it is. Everybody got mad at me when we didn't play it last week. It's a popular song. Ah, no virtue signaling in here. This is Freedom Friday. Freedom. I wear my face
1: mask in my car so I
0: can, so I can.
2: I did, Peter. I got clobbered, man. (laughs) And yes, I know my mic's live. I know that. Distance. No, folks, it's not over. And that's a, that's a key thing to remember in the middle of all this madness and craziness. And by the way, welcome to Freedom Friday. Your host, Carl Gallops. My world-famous producer, Peter Laser, is in the house making the show sound so good. And again, we're streaming live right now on this Friday afternoon. But many of you will listen Sunday night. So for our Sunday night audience as well on 1620 AM and 92.3 FM on the Gulf Coast, we welcome you to the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Gulf Coast. Let me get my enunciation correct. It's not Gulf Toast. It's Gulf Coast Talk Radio. <laughs> I know some of you are laughing at me right now and I would say, hey, you come do this. All right? It's easy to get tongue tied on live radio. But anyway, thank you for joining us all of you. Friday afternoon audience, Sunday evening audience, and our podcast family from all over the world. People over the next week will be listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast, sharing the podcast. We have listeners, our Google Analytics show us on every continent on the planet, and we welcome you. All right. Now, so a lot of things are happening that, um, that, that that's why I, I said, no, it's not over with yet, because life is in a is in a state of fluidity. You know, it's, nothing ever really remains the same. Now, y- y- you know, the human heart has not changed. Let me preach a little bit. The human heart has never, it's always been wicked and devises evil. Oh, I know there are exceptions with personalities and individual people. Not everybody is desperately, deviously, nasty, fied, wicked. I get that but we all have a fallen nature. We all have hearts that left to our own devices and given the proper situations, there's there's, there's virtually anything, there's, excuse me, virtually nothing that other people do that we could not be put in a position to do the very same thing, okay? So the heart of humanity has never changed. What changes, by and large, the biggest thing that changes is technology. That's the biggest thing that changes. Technology can be really, really good, like the Internet. If I asked you, is the Internet good, you could honestly say, absolutely. I mean, a lot of you are listening streaming live. Some of you have smartphones, and you're listening on the smartphone. Some of you have Bluetoothed in to your radio in your car, uh, and on and on and on I could go with all the good things that can happen on the internet. Instantaneous communication, information, we know what's going on in the world at all times. But I could also say, but is the internet bad? And, and then I could mitigate that by saying, uh, well, I, I could um, uh, 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 emphasize it even more, not mitigate it, but emphasize it and say, is it evil? So while on the one hand I could say the internet's good, I could also say the internet's evil. It's filled with all kinds of evil. And evil that begets other evil. I could talk about pornography and the industry of human trafficking that fuels it. So, evil begets evil. Okay. So, you understand that. But other than technology, the human heart has always been evil. In other words, I could, I could talk about sexual perversion. It's horrible. Well, we've always had sexual perversion. I could talk about the abuse of children. It's horrible. We've always had the abuse of children. I mean, ever since the flood, right? The Garden of Eden and the flood and after the flood. You understand. You're smart enough. I've got a smart audience, so let me hush. You understand what I'm saying. So the point is, don't give up. Keep your faith. Keep your eyes on the Lord for those of you that are believers. And you don't have to be a believer to listen to this show. I am a preacher. I am a Christian. And so I do give a biblical perspective, but I don't cram it down anyone's throat. You don't even have to be a believer to enjoy this show as we delve into the top stories and I give you analysis and I'm going to bring on Mike Shoesmith and Brandon Bigby and all of that. But the point I'm trying to make for everybody, believer or non believer, is things are always in a state of flux. Nothing ever really remains exactly the same as horrific as the Holocaust was, and Nazi Germany, and all that, World War II. Well, that's, that's ancient history now. now. Now, it's important that we understand and know all of that, and we don't repeat it, but I mean, as far as it didn't take hold, and then that's the way the world lived until the end of time. You understand? Things changed. Things shifted. People pushed back. Things happened. The hand of God was interjected. I mean, nothing ever stays exactly the same. So I'd said all of that to build up to this. Just in the last couple of days, my man, Governor Ron Trumpus, Ron DeSantis of Florida, and the Florida Board of Education, they have banned... The 1619 Project and the critical race theory that goes with it from the public schools of Florida. Banned it. Banned it. Listen to this. This comes right out of Yahoo. This is a Yahoo report, and they're usually very left-leaning. and I, I, I'm not going to read the whole story to you, so it might get leftist as it gets near the end. But the first several paragraphs are important. This is the Florida State Board of Education on Thursday. And I know some of you say, well, I don't live in Florida. Some are saying, I don't even live in the United States. What difference does this make? Well, well, it makes a difference because it's a part of the pushback. And Florida is not the only state. There are a multitude now of other states doing this very same thing. They're they're saying no vaccine mandates, no mask mandates, no 1619 project, no critical race theory, no tearing down statues. You know, Ron DeSantis said you start coming into Florida and rioting and, and burning and pillaging and tearing down statues. We will fight back hard and you will go to prison. We will not tolerate it. You take your life into your own hands if you do that in Florida. And we haven't had any problems. Oh, A little bit here and there, but it's put down quickly. This kind of pushing back is going on all over the nation. And, and, and you need to hear this. Okay? Now, we're living in very prophetic times. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig and tell you everything's rosy and everything's just going to be perfect and beautiful. But I'm telling you, this is why you have to be what Jesus would call the salt and the light. you got to stay engaged. You have to make a difference. You have to speak out. You have to stand on truth. And to me, that's the word of God. So this Yahoo! article says Florida State Board of Education on Thursday approved a new rule banning critical race theory and the use of material from the controversial 1619 project in the state's classrooms. Now, if you don't know what critical race theory is or you don't know what the 1619 project is, I think this is going to describe it. And if it doesn't, I will. So let me keep reading. During a meeting of the board on Thursday, Governor Ron DeSantis said the state must have an education system that is, quote, preferring fact Over narrative. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. That's how I try to live. Now, I don't always know all the facts, so sometimes I'm wrong and I have to correct some things, but by and large, I search for the facts and I try to live with science and fact over narrative or over virtue signaling. That's why our little mass song is so famous. Fact over narrative, he said. 1619. I I don't want the narrative the liberal talking points. I want fact. And then it says, DeSantis said, that means keeping outrageous approaches such as critical race theory out of schools. Amen. Doctor B- B- Governor DeSantis, he's an attorney. Let me just say, make America Florida again. That's, that's what I'm just going to tell you. We've got people moving into the state of Florida by the Thousands, tens of thousands. Governor DeSantis was talking about that the other day. Our tax rates are low. It's conservative overall. There are very liberal pockets in Florida, but the state itself is conservative. This kind of governing is going on. We have no max mass mandates, no vaccine mandates, no critical race theory going to be taught to our children, no sixteen nineteen project going to be taught to our children, no no boys are going to play on uh, girls uh, uh, athletics. None of that. All of it's outlawed. DeSantis noted that state law requires the teaching of slavery, civil rights, and more, and it absolutely should be taught, he says. However, he argued teachers should not go beyond the historical record and paint a portrait of a rotten nation. Both Critical Race Theory and 1619 Project have been touted by educators and other progressives over the last year as the nation has faced a racial reckoning. According to experts, critical race theory presupposes that racism is embedded with our society and institutions. In other words, institutionalized racism. Well, we have racist and even some racism in pockets, but we do not have institutionalized racism in America. That's how we elected a black president two terms in a row. Folks, we'll be back. Give us a two-minute timeout.
0: You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: Don't change that dial. We're just getting started. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
2: All right, folks, thank you for waiting there for that couple of minutes. Uh, now, let me just jump back on this. So the last paragraph I read of this Yahoo News article about Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida outlawing the 1619 Project and the critical race theory in the public schools and thank you doctor i I keep saying dr desantis uh governor ron desantis thank you governor desantis and the last paragraph i read it's not the last paragraph of the article but it's important to read it again according to experts critical race theory presupposes that racism is embedded within our society and institutions now i want to be balanced and clear and fair about this to the best of my knowledge and You know, I've been at all levels of 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 work in my life. I've worked in um, agricultural fields as a young man. I did peanuts, watermelon, corn on farms. I've done it. I've worked in businesses, uh, Napa auto parts stores, and a couple of other businesses when I was in high school. Uh, I, I've worked in the field of law enforcement and all that that entailed from corrections to patrol to criminal investigations and two different sheriff's offices under three different sheriffs and even in the state prison system. I've worked in administrative positions where I was over 40 people of uh, the assistant director of an entire bureau of the Florida Department of Corrections, Central Office in Tallahassee. Um, I've been a pastor for 35 years. So I, I think I've got a lot of life experience. And I can say honestly and fairly, with a balanced understanding, are there people in America who are racist? Well, that's stupid. Of course there are. Any human being has the potential to be a filthy racist because we are fallen. If it's mitigated, if it's tempered by the Holy Spirit or common sense or reasoning or any, any force that forces us to take a good look at truth. We understand that pure out-and-out out racism is just, it's just evil. To judge a person or a whole class of people solely upon the melatonin level in their skin? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, but to be honest, are there people who are racist? Yes. And... <clears throat> Are there white people who are racist? Yes. Are there black people that are racist? Oh, yeah. Are there Asian people that are racist? Oh, yes. Uh, History bears that out. Are there uh, brown-skinned people, Hispanic people, and otherwise, that are racist? Yes. Are there people of the uh, American Indian class that are racist? Absolutely. Well, Carl, you're just saying racism is everywhere, so that is instant. No, no, no. excuse me, I'm not saying that racism is everywhere. I am saying it is part of the human condition, and it is tempered and mitigated in a lot of people. And our nation, of all the nations of the world, we've done some of the best work on that. There's not another nation on the planet that fought a civil war and killed 600,000 of each other our own cousins and family and friends to stop the whole madness of slavery and racism. That, by the way, that was foisted upon the colonies by Great Britain. And I know people say, well, some of our founding fathers had slaves. Well, yeah, because slavery was as important to the economy as the automobile is right now. And they knew it would have to be phased out In the same way we could not come in tomorrow and say, no more automobiles, they're evil. It would destroy the entire economy and a lot of people's lives and people would die. So they understood that, but they also had the plan written in the Declaration of Independence. We hold this truth, these truths, this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All men. See, it was the Supreme Court led by liberals later on that came up with all these rulings about, well, you know, that, that doesn't account for black people because they're not really people. Yes, the Supreme Court, in the same way they say that babies are not really people in a mother's womb. See, that's what happens when you let the socialists, the liberals, the communists begin to take control. The Dred Scott laws, you know, uh, separate but equal, equal but separate. Boy, that's, a, that's, a, that's an oxymoron. You know, oh, we're equal, but you black people have to drink out of this water fountain while, while we white people over here in the shade and we've got this water fountain and it's nicer water and cooler water and you drink out of a spigot over here. But we're, we're equal but, but, but separate, The guy that's in the White House right now was a part of that very attitude and a part of that very philosophy of equal but separate. And, you know, I don't want to go off on all of that. The, the evidence is out there. We've been talking about it. We've been showing you how Joe Biden himself was opposed to integrating schools and busing and all of that in huge ways, even getting into flat-out racist commentary. So are there racists? Yeah, there's one in the White House right now, in my humble opinion. Yeah. There are. But here's the thing that Governor DeSantis is saying. But do we have institutionalized racism? In other words, is it impossible for a person of color to get a job, to advance themselves, to own their own business, to get an education? Is it just impossible because it's just total racism? No. Do we have areas where businesses or school systems might uh, be prejudiced towards anybody of any kind of color? Yes. And what can happen? They can get sued. They can be closed down. They can suffer all kind of penalties. People can go to jail. So, So we always are fighting against evil. Do we have a murder problem in the United States? Yes. It's not institutionalized, but we have one. And when it happens, we take care of it. The law takes care of it. You, you understand this, folks. I'm just trying to talk common sense and science and reason. And that's what Governor DeSantis said here. So we don't have institutionalized racism, and we're not going to teach our little children we do. Look at this. In this Yahoo article, listen to this. The theory's implementation in classrooms nationwide has drawn outcry from parents. By the way, it should have. It goes on to say, some of whom have received emails from their children's schools about, quote, decentering whiteness at home. <laughs> the teachers were telling the parents, you need to decenter your whiteness. Can you imagine if we sent emails to all the black parents of the black children in our schools? Said, you need to start decentering the blackness in your home. Now, we're just tired of your blackness. You need to come up here, and everybody needs to act like all these white people, and you need to decenter the blackness in your life and in your home. Well, first of all, that would just be outrageous. But second of all, if that happened, the lawsuits, I mean, riots, But that's what they're now doing to white folks. I don't care if it's Asian, brown folks. I don't care who they're doing it to. It is reverse racism. It is racism. It's just racism. And the leftists are racist. You notice the leftists are the only ones that ever bring this up. Race, 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 race. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. You're a racist. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You're a bigot. They're the only ones that do that. You never hear. You never hear or seldom truly conservative people speaking this way. It reminds me of a passage of scripture. I'm not going to preach, but just listen. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 2. It's one sentence. The heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool inclines to the left. Yes, it says that in the Bible. (laughs) Now, I don't think that when it was written, it necessarily meant the left political party of America or the right political party of America. But isn't it interesting the the right, the right hand of God. That's where Jesus is seated. The right, your heart inclines to the right if you are wise. To the left if you're a fool. I can say amen and amen to that as far as politics in America goes. But my hat's off to Governor Ron DeSantis. Thank you. 1619 Project. Critical race theory. What jokes. There's so many more. Cogent things. Practical things purposeful things that we could be teaching our children, but that's just pure racism. I'm so glad I live in Florida and still glad to be a part of the United States of America where things can shift and change, and they are. It's happening. It's almost a political civil war. I mean, the states are lining up against this junk, and lines are being drawn. People are choosing sides. We'll see what happens from there. We're at the bottom of the first hour. We're going to take a quick break, let you get a cup of coffee or something, and come on back. Mike Shoesmith will be up. We'll have a great time. Freedom Friday, Carl Gallops.
0: You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops.
1: Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. 1330 W.E.B.Y. Carl speaks with ontological certitude and theological indubitableness. For you liberals out there, this means that Carl knows who he is and that he is unashamed to be on a first-name basis with God. Now, here's Carl Gallops.
2: Yes, here's Carl Gallows. And here you are. That's the most important thing. We're at the bottom of the first hour. It's good to have you with us. I hope you heard the first segment. Uh, and it, we'll come back to that. Listen, I'll have the top of the second hour with you as well. But for right now, my guest in the house is Mike Shoesmith. He hails out of Canada. He's all over the United States and Canada. He is a licensed private investigator in Canada as well, as well as an entrepreneur, and uh, which takes him all over the two-nation area. He's also the the executive editor of the PNN News and Ministry Network, and he and I have been in ministry together with that for a long time. He's been my my Canadian correspondent and a guest host on this show with me almost since the inception of the show. Mike Shoesmith, it's good to have you with us.
3: Well, it's a pleasure to be with you once again. Always an honor to be on Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup.
2: Well, man, I appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. And uh, hey, so listen, I understand one of the things that you're going to bring to the table is something I I don't think I'm aware of, at least uh, when I first heard it, I I didn't uh, recognize it as something I knew about. So I'm really looking forward to learning from you and hearing this, but it has something to do with Israel and Joe Biden. So uh, lay into it, my man.
3: Well, as the end time prophecy train moves uh, full steam ahead, Carl, it feels like the it feels like the brakes are off the train now. It's just it's just out of control. It's just moving right towards the end as we near, you know, the final battle in the Valley of Megiddo. Uh, yeah. People who understand yeah. anti privacy will understand exactly what I just said. Yeah. Uh, this from ACLJ ACLJ is the American Center for Law and Justice. That's um, Jay Sekulow's organization. He was people will recognize that name. He is was or is I'm not sure if he's still in in as uh, one of the chief counsels for Donald Trump. He was uh, Donald Trump one of Donald Trump's chief counsels while he was president. Yes, yeah, so uh, I remember. His personal lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, Jay Seculo, he is the founder and 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 whatever, of ACLJ, the American Center for Law and Justice. It seems, this is from um, Jeff Baladon. it seems as though everything the new Biden administration is doing in the Middle East is dedicated to harming Israel, uh, empowering a nuclear Iran, rolling back the historic achievements of the Abraham Accords, and rewarding the intransigent, corrupt leadership of those who seek to wipe Israel off the map, Carl. I mean, that's the end goal here, right? Israel is a blot, a stain on the Property over there, according to the the mullahs and and uh, you know the the, uh, the Iranians and, and basically everybody, even Saudi Arabia believes that. By the way, they may come across as being a a uh, you know a consort with the United States, and and the U.S. is responsible for for shipping you know all the arms and and tanks and everything. It's all built in Canada, and the United States. A lot of that's built in my backyard, by the way, uh, and shipped uh, through. Uh, Approval. American approval uh, to Saudi Arabia. By the way, the Saudi royal family has this policy of having twice the weaponry as the actual Saudi military. By the way, because they don't want to have a military coup happen in Saudi Arabia, the Saudi royal family they want to keep tight controls on, on the the you know their controls over there. So they have this policy of having twice the military as the actual as uh, military well, as the actual gee, military gee that's yeah.
2: almost a little mirror image of 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 what Biden's done by surrounding the capital complex with razor wire and um, and armed soldiers <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah well, I mean, on a on a much larger scale though i mean in oh, saudi of course, arabia of course. if the if the saudi military generals and so on were to say look we're going to launch a military coup against the saudi royal family It'd be war. Uh, they would it, it, it would it would be a it would be a slaughter because the royal family has this policy of having twice the military might as the actual military itself yeah. <laughs> to, to prevent such a thing. So they do have that check and balance in their favor. Uh, and but they, but my point in saying all that is the Saudi family. They may come across as being friendly with the United States and so on, but they are not friends with Israel they're not friends. they want israel gone just as badly i mean let's face it the, the royal family in saudi arabia refers to the united states as the as the big satan and israel as the little satan or vice versa i'm, I'm not sure exactly the, the the wording on that but yeah one is the little satan one's the big satan yeah. Great Satan. Yeah. That's how the Saudi Royal Family refers to the United States and Israel as the Great Satan and the Little Satan, okay? So and that policy has not changed, by the way. Uh, th- there there is this there is this knowledge, this this understanding that uh, the United States could wipe Saudi Arabia, turn uh, that entire desert region into just one great big blob of glass. Which is what happens, like, if lightning hits sand, it turns to glass. Like, if you're walking down the beach and you see a big blob of glass in the sand, that's because lightning just hit that place. And the United States could turn Saudi Arabia into a big blob of glass. And the Saudi people, they know it. They know it. Anyways, in moving so in moving the U.S. Embassy, this is from ACLJ.org, in moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem in 2018, President Trump honored both his campaign promise and U.S. law. Many people will not know that for many decades now— several decades it has been enshrined in US law that the the US embassy is to be moved to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and Donald Trump is it was the only one with the onions to make that happen yeah. okay that came about
2: tr- in the Clinton years that law was right. passed yeah Go ahead. In
3: and, and 95, you're exactly right. Yep. So as a crucial but little understood aspect of moving the embassy to Jerusalem and recognizes, recognizing Israel's right to its undivided capital, the international and government affairs team at ACLJ was asked at the time to work behind the scenes. So Jay Sekulo and the ACLJ people, they were all on board working with the president and the Trump administration in educating policymakers and just making sure that they knew. You know, like because some of them are just stupid people, the, the policymakers on the Democrat side, especially, they wouldn't even know that this law existed. So, so ACLJ, they had to go in there and have meetings with people and say, look, this law exists. It was you people on the Democrat side who put this law in the books, by the way. And just, just a heads up, Donald Trump's going to bring this into fruition now. This is all going to happen during Donald Trump's presidency. And it did happen. Uh, and Because consulates are, prop- they are branches of an embassy located in cities other than the Capitol for convenience. Nowhere in the world does the United States have both an embassy and a consulate in the same city, right? right? So in 2019, then Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. See, you ever wonder what happened to Mike Pompeo? He's now working for AC uh, ACLJ. By the way, he's their senior counsel for global affairs. That's where Mike Pompeo is right now. That's how big. That's how big and important this group is. The ACLJ, by the way. Yeah. Um, now the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem serves everybody. Now it serves the Jewish people, the Christian people, the Muslim people, and anybody else. Carl, the atheists. Anybody else? They got a problem. They will be treated with equal dignity and courtesy at the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yet, in a profoundly cynical move, the Biden administration. So, 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 so the Canada has a, a, a an embassy in Washington, right? The Canadian embassy in Washington. So there may be a Canadian consulate in Washington because it's Washington is just below. Uh, British Columbia, right? So there may be a consulate, which is just a branch of the Canadian embassy, right? So you don't put a consulate in, in Washington, D.C., right down the street from the embassy. You don't do that. It, it, there's just no reason for that. Right. Yet, in a profoundly cynical move, the Biden administration has just reopened the consulate in Jerusalem, less than three miles away from the embassy. Like, what? what in the blazes? Why would they do something like that? Well, there's no actual need for it. There's no need for a Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem, except as a renewed political attack on Israel's sovereignty over its capital and that's why that's this is what these experts are saying that's what this is all about Carl and like we always say you know the end time isn't coming the end time is now and when we see all these things seemingly falling apart everything's just coming together just as the Bible said it would people who think that no everything's gonna be awesome there's gonna be this great revival in the land and peace will come and Christianity will will just flourish in in the world it's you know it's, it's gonna get worse people are gonna hate us yeah. And now we see that happening now. People hate us now. Even in the United States, the most Christian country on the planet, allegedly, Christians are hated now being locked up for their faith. A former U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, explained this week, America's Jerusalem consulate has for decades been a perpetual cause of friction with the U.S. embassy to Israel, a hotbed for some anti-Israel ideologues. Historically, the consulate worked closely with and was staffed by what are commonly known as Arabists in the State Department, deeply hostile to Israel. The animus went beyond policy towards Israel, and now they just reopened this 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 den of hatred towards Israel is now open for business again, Carl, thanks to the Biden administration. Like many Jewish Americans visiting Israel who had who had need to visit the consulate, the writer of this article he experienced firsthand the notorious antagonism its personnel displayed to Jews. By the consulate there. Mm -hmm. By announcing that they plan to open the consulate in Jerusalem, specifically for Palestinians, this administration is attempting to undo America's recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's sovereign capital, something mandated by U.S. law. The Biden administration, you remember when this all came about, the, the, the Democrats, they were, they were fiercely against this, fiercely against this. But the Jerusalem Embassy Act passed with tremendous bipartisan support yeah. in 1995 under the Bill Clinton administration and signed into law, this, this <clears throat> lists some of its underpinnings, the historical, legal, and moral rights of Israel to choose its own capital. The United States uh, chose its own capital, right? Washington, D.C. Canada is Ottawa. Uh, you know, every country has the sovereign right to choose their own, their own capital. And that's why that's why the the, the Clinton administration in the mid 90s said, look, uh, it, it, you know, it makes Israel should be allowed to choose its own capital. And it's not Tel Aviv. It's Jerusalem. Right. And so right. uh, that was passed into law. And the by, uh, the Trump administration said, yeah, you know, this is a law. And every six months, every former president has just kicked this thing down the street right. every six months. So I'm not going to do that. This is going to happen under my administration. And there, there it is. It happens. Yeah. Now, but now the Biden administration has said, uh, "Yeah, we're going to reopen the consulate and 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 just." basically uh, reinfest this area with a bunch of people who who believe that there will not be peace in the Middle East until the last Jew is drowned in the Mediterranean
2: yeah well listen for the sake of folks in our audience that may be new to the terminology of consulate versus embassy uh, do you want to explain the difference there there's a nuance of difference or or I will if you'd prefer but if you want to I, I you know but but I just for the sake of our audience
3: well, an embassy is is the, is the chief residence of the people who are representing Canada uh, in Washington D.C. That's where our embassy is. But like I said earlier, if, if there's a need for people to visit the embassy in, from BC, they could go to a consulate, which is a branch of the embassy, is, say in Seattle. So they don't have to go all the way to D.C. They can just go to Seattle, and this consulate basically acts as a as a as a proxy for an embassy is what a consulate
2: is. Right. And in the United States consulates, it's usually uh, more on the legal side, uh, the legal opinion side and get documents and papers and rendering legal opinions and and acting as a go-between between between the people and the embassy. So they are are connected. They're almost the same thing, but they're not really. There's a little nuance, yeah. So, uh, man, that's an interesting report you brought. I had no idea that that was going on. I eventually would have seen it Read it or heard about it but thank sure. you for bringing it to freedom friday yeah. well listen we're going to take a two minute break folks you know how quickly those go by two minutes is all then you'll be back with mike shoe smith and myself freedom friday carl gallops the oval office of gulf coast talk radio for those of you listening sunday night on 1620 and 92.3 and that's uh, am and fm we welcome you you stay tuned as well
0: Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Sit down, buckle up, and hang on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're at the bottom of the first hour. Mike Smith is with us. Mike, it's good to have you back. And so talk to us. Man, listen, I, I'm going to let you unwrap it all, so I'm not going to steal any of your thunder. At least I hope not. But I, I've watched the CDC confirming big problems with the vaccine especially for a certain age and people group and i'll let you unpack that i've watched that happen in the last couple of days well today i've also watched the fda express extreme concerns with the vaccines and a certain aspect of that i'm listening to the cdc talking about having an emergency meeting this month about it um, I, I saw T- uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News reporting that nations around the world are, are, are finding this out. Israel, Germany, Canada, the United States. And so now that we've got the attention of our listeners, I want you to unpack it and what it's all about and, and the condition and the age group that's particularly being targeted here. And it goes to something that we begged people for months mm-hmm. in this age group you don't need to do this you don't need to do it and apparently millions of them did it anyway and now all over the world this particular age group suffering severe problems go ahead with the whole yeah. story mike
3: well i at this point i am just uh, i am just uh, ready to get. Just get COVID rather than take the vaccine. Oh, of course, when we look me at, too. When we look, yeah, when we look at everything that's happening here, like like even there's uh, there's evidence of uh, uh, like this um, this email came out uh, this Fauci email of uh, this uh, of the recipe for for COVID. Now we don't know if it is or isn't the recipe for COVID, but there is there are HIV identifiers in this recipe. But see now we don't know that that's the recipe or we don't know that's not the recipe. But we know that pe- that men are at a higher risk of getting contracted. HIV if they take uh, the, the vaccine and if they get COVID because there are HIV elements within, within each. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, so like if, if the audience is surprised by the way that the conspiracy theorists like uh, Donald Trump and Mike Shusman and Carl Gallups were actually right that the virus uh, came from a lab were uh, created in uh, Wuhan, China, uh, the audience is surprised by that, that it didn't come from um, you know, animal to human transmission, that it was actually created in the lab by scientists in Wuhan, China. People are surprised by that, yeah. that we were that we were right about that. And let just me, wait until we circle back to the 2020 election results. Just wait back, we circle, circle back. back to that. <laughs> hey,
2: but before yeah, – you're right. Listen, you're right. Wait till we get to the 2020 election results, and they're going to see how right. But let me just remind our audience just last week. Was it last week we had Chad Olsen on? Peter? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Peter says yes. Mike Shoesmith says yes. What do I know? I'm just the host. I'm just the talent. You might be wrong, though. That's We all. could I'm be just, wrong. Well, not me. Not me. Once I say it, I'm not wrong. If I say it, it's it's true. But anyway, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, folks, tongue-in-cheek. Okay, but Shad but Olson was on for, I think, an hour and a half last week with me, and, and he uh, among us, and Shad's a part of this team and has been for a long time. Of course, he's syndicated himself, but but we're all we've all been together for years. And Shad Olson wrote in January twenty. By the way, he's an Emmy award winning journalist. Okay, is not some conspiracy theorist in a dark corner. He was a television host, news anchor, host for major networks uh, out west for years. Uh, syndicated in three hundred and something markets on radio. Now a syndicated podcaster uh, show. Um, uh, Emmy award winning journalist. I mean, the dude is, he knows what he's talking about. And in January of 2020, Mike, and that's what mm. you and I were building a lot of our stomping our feet in the ground on, was the, all of the research he did that he laid it. He used to live in China. He, he's got contacts. He knew what he was yeah. talking about. And he said, look, this COVID gain-of-function virus experimentation manipulated by humans began in the United States. He named, I think it was Tennessee, and people that were involved, Fauci's involved, investing in it, others, and then the information was shifted to China in Wuhan, and he was naming dates and naming people. That was January 2020. He was censored. He was canceled. He was cut off of social media, and but he left the article up on his website. And now, now <laughs> it's all coming to pass that that's exactly what happened. Even right. the Washington Post has written about it. So Carl Gallups, Mike Smith, Brandon B, Shad Olson, who did all the, the, the yeoman's work of the research. We were telling people for a year and a half, this is a, a, a biological gain of function yes. piece of warfare aimed at right. Donald Trump and the 2020 election. Go ahead, Mike.
3: So how is the how is the gene therapy masquerading as a as a vaccine? How is that experimentation going yeah, on, right. on the global population? I couldn't right. well, tell CDC, you because
2: I haven't taken it. Not going to
3: me. Me neither. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> nope, uh, nope. CDC, the CDC This is at the Washington Times.com, CDC looking at heart inflammation in teens, young adults after covid-19 vaccinations. Uh, So this is all part of the experimentation on human beings uh, panel to hold an emergency meeting on June the 18th on the issue more than 200 cases of myocarditis. Uh, the only reason I know how to pronounce that is because I watched every episode of House, by the way. Federal health officials are investigating whether the unusually high number of reports of heart inflammation in teens and young adults is tied to vaccinations for COVID-19. Well, you know, if they did the proper vetting of all of this, Carl, they would already know this information. But they're finding this all out as they go here, particularly after the second dose of messenger RNA version of Pfizer and Moderna. The Advisory Committee of Immunization Practices called an Emergency meeting to scrutinize the data, Carl, which they would already have if they had already vetted this this thing, uh, this monster on June 18th after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention received more than 225 reports of myocarditis and pericarditis after vaccination in people 30 or younger. Sadly, I'm not in that group. But I'm more concerned about my group than that group, to be honest with you. Myocarditis is an inflammation of the heart muscle. Pericarditis is an inflammation of the sac-like membrane surrounding the heart. Most of the patients recovered, but 41 had lingering symptoms. 15 were still hospitalized. Three were in the intensive care unit, the CDC said. And you want me to take this? I don't think so. Uh, Mike, let me jump in and just say it's because the
2: CDC was dealing with narrative and not facts. They were dealing with the Thank leftist you. narrative and now they've got egg on their face. We were dealing in facts and we never pretended like we were doctors or scientists. We just pretended no. like we could actually read and research. Right. <laughs> and we did. Right. And we knew and we told people. I can remember <laughs> Yeah, Peter, do you remember when I was in the broom closet? I'm pointing over here to the next room over with a big glass in it. It's a small little area. It used to be the control room. Now we're all together in a big room. But we call it the broom closet. And that's back when all this first started. And I was doing show after show after show on this is a warfare. This is a biological warfare. It's aimed at Trump. It's aimed at the election. Um, the next thing they're going to do is provide the solution. I even predicted the, the, the vaccine. Of course, they were already talking about it. But I predicted it's going to come out. It's going to come out soon. They can use that that that's going to be warfare it's going to divide people up i was talking about that a year ago a year ago yeah. and and it's because the cdc bought into the narrative of the left rather than dealing with facts and now here we are after we begged people young people you don't need this young people are not getting covid as as a group and those that do almost all of them survive and uh, and all of them recover And then you build immunity and you go on with life, just like when you get a bad case of the flu, you just get it, you deal with it, and now you go on. And we begged young people, do not. Here's what we've told young people for years, Mike. Don't experiment with drugs. And now what? Are, right. Now what's the government saying? Right. Please yeah. <laughs> use this experimental drug. Right. We, the FDA right. hasn't even approved it. Now the FDA's having an emergency <laughs> meeting. Point. Now they're upset because they found 60 million doses that are compromised and corrupted in the United right. States. 60 yes. million. Wow. I mean, my own dad called me up and said, should I take it? I said, no, dad, please, <laughs> no. please no. don't. And he's 80-something right. years old. Go ahead, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
3: Well, and just wrapping up here, Dr. Tom uh, Shima-something, Deputy Director of the CDC's Immunization Safety Office, told a FDA panel this week that young men accounted for over half of the myocarditis reports after vaccination, despite accounting for only a fraction of the shots. Yes. So that's a tremendous imbalance towards yes. young men. It is. So, uh, so man, like I'm just, I, my bottom line for me is, Carl, do not take do this not. vaccine, especially
2: yeah. if you're in that age group. Tucker Carlson said the facts show that that for young people, if you take the vaccine, you have a 25 times higher chance of getting myocarditis, and you could right. die from that. You can die from that. Mike, yeah. go ahead and take us out.
3: They're beta testing the mark, in my opinion, here, Carl. I love you guys. At at ppsimmonsatlive.com. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Okay. You can get a hold of Mike Shoesmith at ppsimmons, spelled just like it sounds, P and a P and Simmons, at live.com, ppsimmonsatlive.com. And you can email him and talk to him about any of this. And by the way, my world-famous producer checked it out, and Chad Olson was two weeks ago, not last week. So both Mike and Peter were wrong. They then made me wrong. So I'm going to blame it. On the, no, I'm kidding. We just, none of us could remember, but it was two weeks ago. But anyway, so yeah, Shad Olson did some wonderful work on that. We're going to be right back after this timeout. Please don't go anywhere.
0: Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallops.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl.
3: One.
1: We have ignition. <laughs> Already know who it is. Leaving all the competition in the dust, dust, dust. Prepare yourself, you know it's a must. You're gonna have a friend in Jesus. So you know that when you die, it's gonna recommend you to the spirit in the sky. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. The following program contains inconvenient truth and controversial topics that may be offensive to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
4: Radio
5: from the heart of America now.
1: Welcome back. We're at the top of the second hour of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
2: Welcome back, folks. Back by popular demand. We only skipped it one week, but man, I caught heck over that. <laughs> so here it is. You don't want to be a virtue signaler, do you? Come on now. I wear
1: my face mask in my
2: smart. Keep your distance.
1: While they're deceiving me, it cuts my immunity. Yes, it does.
2: No doubt TV's about it.
1: TV's got control of me. I turn it on, they say. But this is not
4: over yet.
2: Yeah, while well, it cuts my immunity. You know, I was talking to Peter Laser, my world famous producer, uh, even before the show started. hour. Ago, Over an hour ago, because I was coming early and do a lot of show prep, but we were just talking. I I said, you know, what's crazy about all of this? I I, I fear we're making the same mistake with the mask, the mandatory masking up. And and in some places you're going to hear in just a moment right here in the United States, mandatory vaccines or else. and I told him, I said, you know, back in the 1800s when cigarette smoking really became, you know, it was the cowboy thing. They rolled their own cigarettes and, you know, and then you get close in the 19, early 1900s and, you know, the 1910s, 1920s, the roaring 20s. Everybody had a cigarette, man. You were nothing if you didn't have a cigarette. They, they were actually doctors that would prescribe cigarette smoking to their patients because they said that the smoke would help to cleanse and to clear out their lungs. I I kid you not you can you can research this most of you know this but some of you this might be brand new information and and think what they were doing they were killing people they were guaranteeing that these people would get Cancer or other heart condition or or heart conditions or or immune deficiency conditions from prolonged smoking and well you know if one cigarette cleans, cleans my lungs then then maybe forty or fifty a day that should really keep my lungs clean and I should just be able to really wow I could be Superman pile those cigarettes in let's smoke them chain smoke them and of course there's nicotine in it one of the hardest drugs in the world to break the habit from. So, you know, yeah, take this experimental weed, (laughs) this process. Breathe that smoke into your lungs. Doctor's orders. And uh, uh, this will help clean your lungs out. It's like we just never learn. But the thing is, now we have the internet and we have access to medical studies and FDA and scientists and medical researchers and doctors and frontline doctors, people that are out there for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, some of them. Some of these guys that are in their 70s, guys and gals in their 70s that have been doctors and researchers and virologists. Since they were in their 20s in, in medical school, now they're in their 70s, 50 years of their life. And a lot of them, I, I would venture to say most, I haven't taken an official survey, but from everything I've read since this all came down on us in January 2020, I would venture to say most have been telling us, please, even Fauci said in the beginning until he'd started dealing with narrative rather than fact, now his emails even bear it out. Of course, we don't need his emails. He said it in the public media. But even he said, please don't wear a mask all over the place. You want to put one on for a little while? You want to go see somebody and you feel safer and they feel safer? That's fine. But don't wear it outside. Don't wear it here. Don't wear it there. And just listen, natural immunity is the best thing for you. It's a virus. If you want to go on a cruise, go on a cruise. If you're in your 80s and 90s and you have, or 70s and you've got underlying conditions, then don't go on the cruise. Use your head just like flu season. Those are Fauci's words. So, We started screaming a year and a half ago. People, please don't be stupid about this. Please. And then along comes the experimental, never before used on human. Quote vaccine and it's not vac. It's not a vaccine. In fact, the inventor, the Moderna chief medical officer, on a YouTube video of a TED talk, and I've played clips of it here. Maybe uh, Peter can dig it up sometime today or next week's show. But but it's a little clip, and he's talking about. It. He says we prefer to call it information therapy. It's not really a drug. It's not really. It, we're we're rewriting the genetic code. We're we're rewriting your genetic code. He said. I promise you, that's what we're doing. I mean, he was just. Uh, Emphatic about it. And this was five or six years ago when he said it, before COVID ever was weaponized, now that we know, man-made, gain-of-function, manipulated. He was saying it's MRNA uh, 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 technology, it's brand new, and we can flip switches on and off within your genome, within your genetic makeup. I mean, so... It's like the doctors of the 1800s saying, yes, 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 take this vaccine, this experimental thing that we know really nothing about. And the headlines of today's news bears that out, folks. We really know very little about this. But take it. You'll be healthier. Wear the masks everywhere. It'll protect you. Yeah, well, I I, I know several people. One gentleman in, in particular who's a very famous person in the music world and in the education world, and he's a dear friend of mine, has been for a long time, but he's known all over the world. And and he, he developed permanent lung damage because the people that employed him insisted that he wear a mask everywhere he went. Everywhere on the job, you wear a mask everywhere. So he did, he was a good employee. He did what the doctor said, smoke that cigarette, it's good for your lungs. He wore the mask everywhere. Now he has permanent damage to his lungs. That's extremely serious. I, people, common sense, a little bit of reading and research would help you make a much better decision than what's happening now. Do you have that clip? Okay, okay, we're going to listen to that clip just so you'll know I'm not lying to you, and then I want to delve right into some of the headlines of today that proves the point I'm making. Go ahead.
4: I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life. This is the life.
2: chief medical officer of Moderna. So here's all
4: the biology you need to know in 30 seconds. Our body is made out of organs. Our organs are made out of cells. And in every cell, there's this thing called messenger RNA or mRNA for short, that transmits the critical information from the DNA our genes to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. This is the critical information that determines what a cell will actually do. And so we think of it like an operating system. And so if you could actually Change that, which we call the software of life. If you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code. It turns out that has profound implications Mm -hmm. for everything. If you think about what it is we're trying to do, we've taken information and our understanding of that information and how that information is transmitted in a cell. And we've taken our understanding of medicine and how to make drugs. And we're fusing the two. Mm -hmm. We think of it as information therapy.
2: Information therapy hacking the software of life, it's like an operating system, a computer program, and we're going to just feed it different information. That's what you've had put in your body if you took the vaccine. Now, I'm not disparaging you. I promise I'm not. And I'm not judging you in the same way I don't want you to disparage or judge me because I won't put an experimental mRNA hacking the software of my life drug in my body. I'm not going to do it. And I don't want you to disparage me or judge me. And I'm not going to disparage you, but I am going to report the news like this one that's been out less than 24 hours. Tucker Carlson from Fox News, he he uh, did this report. The title of it is, and, and he was doing it on television, but they've transcribed it. The title of it is, uh, Young People Are Being Forced to Get COVID Vaccine, But It May Harm Them More Than COVID Does. And then it says the Biden administration won't be transparent about COVID vaccine side effects putting our civil liberties in balance. Now, if you were listening to the first part of the show, you heard Mike Shoesmith and I talking about this inciting case after case. The CDC is concerned. They're having an emergency meeting this month. The FDA is concerned. They're finding contaminated. 60 million doses of this vaccine are now contaminated in the U.S. They have found them. They've named the companies. Uh, it's just, we do, they, they're, the, the CDC is saying, the FDA is saying, listen, we really don't know the long-term effects of all of this. But listen to this report from Tucker Carlson. I'm not going to read the whole article, but there are several paragraphs, four or five, that you've got to hear to understand this. Listen to this. These are his words now. He says, in January, Israel became one of the first countries in the world to give the new coronavirus vaccine to young people. At the time, Israel's education ministry said the vaccine was necessary so the students could sit for in-person exams. School mandated the shot, and kids got it. So what happened next? This week we found out Israeli health officials released a report showing that vaccinated young people fully 25 times higher the usual rate are developing mitocarditis, a very serious heart condition that can kill you. So young people were forced to take it. And in the United States, that's starting to happen. I'm going to continue to read this article when we come back from the break. Colleges and universities are saying the professors don't have to take it, but the students do. They're going to force the young people to take it, giving them a 25 times higher chance of contracting a potentially deadly heart disease. And they're in their 20s. Really? Stay tuned. Give us two minutes.
0: You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: An unbearable insult to the herd mentality. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
2: All right, folks, thanks for waiting. So I want to continue with this article by Tucker Carlson because it's, wow, the, the further you go in it, the deeper this gets and the nastier it gets. So he says, so this week, And that literally this week, just a couple of days ago, from the time of this broadcast, he says, this week we found out that Israeli Israeli health officials released a report showing that vaccinated young people, by the way, this is not just in Israel, just wait, you hang on, vaccinated young people, particularly young men, were developing a potentially fatal complication, a heart inflammation called myocarditis and they were developing it at extremely high rates. Researchers determined that the incidence of myocarditis in vaccinated young men was fully 25 times the usual rate, and some of them died. That was in Israel. All right, now we're going to hear about other nations, then we're going to get back to the United States and what stupid liberal-run universities are doing and requiring. And remember what you just heard. If a young person takes this vaccine there is a, especially among men, but women are getting it too, but there's a 25 times higher than usual rate that they're going to develop a potentially deadly heart disease in their 20s. Gosh. Anyway, let me keep reading. He goes on to say, he says, in Canada, at least one public health uh, health official has been observing the same thing. Dr. Peter um, Liu, Li, Liao, I'm just going to say it's L-I-U. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not. Uh, Peter Liu, he, he's the chief scientific officer at the University of Ottawa Heart Institute and an expert in myocarditis. Liu began to notice heart inflammation in patients who received the vaccine. He says, now this is more than coincidental. In Germany, authorities concluded the very same thing. This is Tucker Carlson. The German government just announced that healthy young people should... Avoid the vaccine. He says it's too dangerous. I, I, I know this is self-serving, but I'm just going to say it again. I told you so. For a year and a half, we've been beating this drum, and we've been called conspiracy theorists and ignorant and uneducated and, you know, the sky is falling and sensationalists, and now it's all coming to light all over the world. Tucker says this is a serious development for us in the United States. Now listen to this, folks. If statistical trends observed in Israel hold here, as many as 150,000 young Americans are going to develop a potentially fatal heart disease because of taking the COVID vaccine. I hope young people are listening to this broadcast today. If they're not, if, if, if older people are listening, if you've got young people in your life, please go to CarlGalves.com tomorrow, get the podcast, have them listen to this segment. If only this segment, have them listen to this. Let me keep reading. It says, that's not alarmism, Tucker says. He says, or some kind of anti-vaxxer conspiracy theory. This is real. Just this afternoon, he wrote this several days ago, the CDC confirmed what appears to be dangerous side effects. For those of you that need to hear from the CDC, the country's two biggest vaccine monitoring system, the Biden administration's, quote, vaccine adverse reporting system and the CDC's vaccine safety data link show strikingly high rates of myocarditis in young people who've been vaccinated. We clearly have an imbalance here, a CDC official announced today. Imbalance is one way to put it, he says. Potential emergency is another way to put it, Tucker says. Now, listen, given these numbers, it's possible that healthy young people will be much more likely to be harmed by the vaccine than by COVID itself. That would be a disaster, he says. In fact, it would be the definition of a preventable disaster. How have our institutions responded to these developments? Mostly by ignoring them completely. And that's how they do it. You stick to the narrative, not the facts. He goes on to say, in fact, just the last week, many American colleges and universities have announced they're going to require proof of vaccination before they allow students to return to campus. But I'm smelling lawsuits in the years to come. I'm, I'm smelling universities going down the toilet. I'm smelling businesses. You just watch, folks. Watch. He says at some schools, the mandate applies only to students. Tucker says for reasons no one has explained or could possibly defend, it does not apply to faculty and staff. They are not required to be vaccinated. As for the huge number of young people who've already recovered from COVID and therefore likely have more robust immunity, at least as robust as they could get from any vaccine, they will be still required to get the shot. These are big numbers. They're close to 20 million college students in this country. In the end, most will have no choice but to take a drug other governments have concluded is dangerous for them to take. Folks, please think about this. He said yesterday, Virginia State University System announced that vaccine exemptions will be nearly impossible to get. An exemption, quote, will not be granted based on philosophical, moral, or conscientious objection. In other words, Tucker says, your conscience is irrelevant. Irrelevant. Personal autonomy means nothing. And I'm going to add the word in there. Personal freedom means nothing. You know, uh, my body, my choice. Tucker says, well, it's no longer your body. And it's no longer your choice. When it comes to the vaccine, there is no escape. Two more paragraphs and I'll finish. But listen, this is just powerful. He says, you wonder, watching this, how it could happen in a free country. It's hard to believe it's happening. As a medical decision, it's reckless. What are they? It's like telling people smoke cigarettes. It makes your lungs clear. What are the long-term effects of forcing these drugs on millions of young people? Well, I know what the long-term effects. Death or early death. Heart disease. Many of whom don't need it, he says. Tucker goes on to say, we don't know the answer. We don't know what the long-term effects are. By the way, FDA is saying that and the CDC is too, not just Tucker. And I've been saying it for a year and a half. Anyone who claims to know is lying, Tucker says. At this point, there is literally no way to tell. And I'm going to add the words because we're still learning. And now that we're finding out that it was manufactured with gain-of-function research, I mean, this is evil, folks. Just today, Tucker says, the FDA's advisory panel, and this, this is true. I've got the article on it, met to discuss the rise in cardiac emergencies in healthy young people who've been vaccinated. He says, so far, The rate of mitocarditis is more than twice what authorities anticipated. As one Tufts medical school professor who sits on the panel put it, quote, before we start vaccinating millions of adolescents and children, it's so important to find out what the consequences are. Gee, you reckon? Folks, that's all. I've been saying on the show for a year and a half, we don't know. We don't know. They've been using this drug, this information therapy. you heard Moderna's chief medical officer. You heard him again. We played the clip. You heard him say, we are reprogramming the genetic code. We're rewriting the code of life. We're taking information and we're changing your genome And he didn't say this, but it's a fact, and it's only been used on rats until COVID. You know, COVID, which now we're finding out, was more than likely manufactured in a laboratory using gain-of-function research to turn it into a bioweapon, which is what Donald Trump was trying to tell us. It's what I was trying to tell you on this radio program in January of 2020, and I was listening to Donald Trump and then reading medical reports and listening to Fauci back then and saying, folks, Be careful. This is not what you think it is. It's going to be weaponized. I said that from my pulpit in January of 2020. So I'm on record. I said from my pulpit and then from this radio program, this is going to be weaponized against Donald Trump in the election. It's going to be weaponized to get him out of office. And we've watched it happen. So the CDC is now holding emergency meetings. The FDA is holding emergency meetings. The FDA is saying now we're finding contamination by 60 million doses. Israel is saying there's a 25 times higher chance of getting heart disease. These young people, young people hear me, please. Unless you just think and know and your doctor makes it clear that you have to have to have to take the vaccine. Please be careful. You do what you want. I'm not a doctor. But I'm just telling you, this is what's happening. CDC, FDA, Tucker Carlson giving the report. You're playing with fire. We'll be right back after this timeout. Don't go anywhere.
0: You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's.
1: And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's, The Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
2: All right, folks, thank you for being here. Yes, we are at the bottom of the second hour. Brandon B is on hold. He's getting ready to come on board, and I can't wait. In the meantime, I want to say uh, hello, of course, to our live streaming audience right now, this Friday afternoon, and also to our podcast audience, which is all over the world, all over the planet. Our Google Analytics show us that we have listeners on every single continent, many of them, by the way, many, many, many thousands, on every single continent, all over the planet. And then I... Want to say another special welcome to our radio audience. On the Gulf Coast on Sunday evening on 1620 AM and 92.3 FM, both of them members of the ADX Communication Broadcast Group that has seven different streams of broadcasting, five radio stations, and two dedicated live streams. Freedom Friday has its own dedicated live stream, which is an ADX live stream on Friday afternoons, which is really cool. It's all over the Internet, all over your smartphones, and you can Bluetooth it anywhere you want it or plug it in, and it's live. We're live right now. So to our 1620 AM audience, our 92.3 92.3 FM audience, thank you for joining us on Sunday night. And uh, thank you for spreading the word. And, uh, I mean, man, our, our audience there on those two radio stations in the region is just growing by leaps and bounds. And we hear from you, and we appreciate that. All right, Brandon Big B, it's good to have you in the house with us and uh, everything good in your life. Hey, it's great to be here and I'm,
5: I'm wonderful, man. Just, uh, you know, I, I'm alive. The Lord woke me up today. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I better just do what I can do, man.
2: Okay. Well, listen, a lot of our show earlier, and I'm not so vain to think you sat there and listened to all of it, and I know you're a busy working man and going, 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 but uh, I've done a lot of talking about things that have broken in the last couple of days concerning the vaccines. The CDC is calling an emergency meeting. The FDA has spotted 60 million uh, doses that have been contaminated, and they're having an emergency meeting. Uh, Nations all over the world, Israel leading the way, and now the United States discovering that A certain age group, young people that are taking the vaccine have a 25 times higher rate of getting myocarditis, a potentially deadly heart disease, 25 times higher, 30 and under all these children and young people and college students and young adults taking the vaccine out of terror and dread have now put terror and dread in their body. They now have a 25% higher chance of contracting a deadly heart disease. They may get it, they may not. 75% chance they won't get it, but a 25% chance they're going to get, or 25 times higher chance they're going to get it uh so we've been talking about that and now you want to tell us about the unintended maybe maybe unintended consequences of another covid scam that we've been talking about you and me for a year and a half but it's still coming to the head now and you know and so lay it on us my man
5: yeah well you know it's interesting because you know we said some of these things here on the air i said them in different places where we were preaching and teaching and and had conversations, you know, so we were told that, you know, we have to stay home, we have to do this, we have to do that, close the schools, close the workplaces, all of these things, you know, to save people's lives, okay? So, and we kept making the point that, you know, when the real data comes in for 2020, 2021, are we going to find out that we actually wound up killing more people? Yep. By doing that, I because of that. things like we're getting ready to talk about, yep. um, rather than saving lives. And so, you know, what I want to talk about specifically today is an article um, about, Aust- about Australia in particular, but it gets some, some statistics from some other countries, including the U.S. as well. But in the last year, Australia has dealt with a 100% increase, so two times as many, attempted youth suicides. That's between the ages they classify that between the ages of five and twenty five years old, as they did the previous year. And it is being directly attributed to the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. You take school children out of schools, you isolate them, they have no interaction. Um and and, and you know, I think back I was last night, I was in Milton and, and at a retirement uh, uh a party there for my high school basketball coach. A lot of great memories.
2: Okay, just stop just a moment. Stop just a moment. We got people all over the world listening. They have not a clue where Milton is. That's down here on the Gulf Coast. You graduated That's from you high school. Sh- <laughs> yeah, you graduated from high school. It's right. It's the bedroom community of where this uh, uh, this studio is in Pensacola, Florida. So it's down here in this area. All right. So you were down in Milton from up in North Alabama, yeah. and for a high school reunion, go ahead.
5: Well, it just, our high school basketball coach retired, and, and I was there along with several guys that I played with a long time ago, 25 years ago uh, plus. And, and so, I, you know, I was just thinking, what about the kids that were 16, 17, and 18? Those are some great, great memories in my life those days and yeah. sitting around talking with, with them last night and our old coach and, and just some of the, just the crazy fun stuff that we did, you know, stupid stuff that he did that we did. Just great, great memories and you just completely remove that from these kids' lives. Yeah. And, and and then compound on top of that. Think about that. How fragile today's society is already. Yeah. Because how we have weakened our children generation after generation and that they shouldn't ever have to get their feelings hurt or they shouldn't have to miss yeah. out on anything or there yeah. are no losers or you can't yeah. you know I'm so being bullied.
2: Yeah, I'm being yes. bullied. So you've yeah. got this fragile
5: society, and <laughs> then you specs. remove everything in their life that matters to them in that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're 16, 17, 18, that's what matters, yeah. is, is where you are in your life right then. You, you can't comprehend that 30 years from now it'll just be a memory, and it really is nothing in the grand scheme of things. So, right. But, but it, so, so they think that their life is over. And they have to deal with the fact that everything that they've been told about life and not getting their feelings hurt and not ever having to, to have anything bad happen or not lose—it's a lie. It's a lie. So it was a perfect setup from the grand author of confusion and chaos, Satan himself. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, th- just think about the last couple of decades of how we have just just made sissies out of our out of our out of our last couple of generations of kids. emotionally, physically, mentally, and then along comes COVID. And you strip them of everything that meant something to them. You lock them at home, and you preach fear and death all day long.
2: All day, all day. What
5: did you think was going to happen? And then when they go back
2: to school, that's all you hear there. Mask up, take the vaccine, stay away, six feet apart. Oh, my gosh, we're all going to die. Yeah, go ahead. So in Australia, double the number
5: of youth suicide attempts in the last year. Um, in the United States, let's see, I read it in this article, uh, the, the amount. Okay, in, in the United States, psychiatrists wrote 86% more prescript- prescriptions for psychotropic drugs, including antidepressants, during the lockdown months of March and April 2020 compared to January and February. more that's almost double the amount so uh, again it's just it's just this perfect setup from the enemy and 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 so you know were these unintended consequences maybe on some human level they were but certainly you know our uh, decision six our battles not against flesh and blood in the spiritual realm and the and and the really big picture it's just all a part of the uh, uh, of the great battle that's taking place but but here's the, I was listening uh, yesterday, I think, because I was driving to Roger Stone. And, and listen, he just brilliantly laid out a case that Anthony Fauci should be prosecuted for murder. And, and how can you argue with that? And and so he has coined the slogan, Fauci lied, people died.
2: Yeah, I've been seeing and that all over the just, Internet.
5: He, yeah, he just lays out a case that that, you know, of how and now that we know that anthony fauci was tied in with the labs and the development of the virus and the funding of these uh, you know uh, of all of this stuff
2: he was invested he was making money off of it
5: absolutely he was and and still stands to make potentially you know millions and millions and and maybe billions over the years off of the scam and so you know (laughs) how, how, how does a guy like that not get prosecuted yeah. How does he not go to prison? How does he not face the highest crimes in this nation, the punishment for the highest crime? He should face the death penalty. But yet he's still the highest paid government employee on the United States government payroll.
2: Well, have you heard about the Delta the delta strain that he is now talking about in the last couple of days? It's coming out of India, the UK, and he's saying it's it's way more contagious, it's way more dangerous, it's sweeping. We've already found cases in the United States. We need to get everybody masked up and vaccinated. You gotta take I mean, this is just in the last couple of days, brother. Round two is starting yeah. and Fauci's leading the charge. Yeah. I have not
5: seen that, but I have predicted that for some time. Yeah. that everybody started to relax and kind of think, oh, well, you know, it's yeah. going Come away, life's coming back yeah. to normal. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. The, the, the powers that be, there are very evil people that seek to control and rule the masses of this world. There are. And if you don't believe that, then y- you will be one of the people that is controlled by those That's evil people. what the Word of God and says. So You're right. Th- th- there are evil people that really want, like I say, to have power and control over the masses, and they have now figured out exactly how to do it exactly how to do it there is a plan there's a formula that absolutely works and it will be used over and over and over again either until their plan comes to fruition they think um or until people get tired of it and rise up against it and i just don't know if there's enough real men and real women left in the world to make that happen at this yeah. point. And people have been so brainwashed through the through the propaganda of fear and death.
2: It's going to be interesting to see, Brandon. You know I wrote in my, my first book with Defender Publishers seven books ago, Gods and Thrones, which is still just selling mm-hmm. like crazy all over the world. And one of the things I did, I did a big breakdown and quoted from very reliable uh, sources – of the number of world leaders and billion trillionaires who are calling for the culling of the world population and influencing the United Nations to completely change the world. Basically, a great reset. Years ago, they were talking about it, and they were talking about they needed a trigger, and you just said that. They found it. This is the trigger. They needed Mm -hmm. to somehow scare the whole world, then offer the solution to the whole world, and then use the solution to bring everybody under their control. And we're watching right. it happen, Brandon. And the majority of churches the majority of people don't even speak to it. They don't even see it. Brandon, take us out, and then we'll come back.
5: No, you're exactly right. And so that's why I say, you know, my fear is that are we past that tipping point? And, and I don't want to make cause people to give
2: up, but we have to face that reality. Yeah, no, we do. We do. And the Word of God said these kinds of things would come before the return of the Lord Himself. Ma'am, we're living in prophetic times. Well, folks, we'll be back with some more perspective and information. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio, and my guest is Brandon Big B. Aren't you glad you listened? This is why you listen. You won't get this anywhere else. We'll be right back. Give us two minutes.
0: Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: Please remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, The Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Hi, right,
2: we're back. You're back. Thank you for being back. Brandon Big B is back. Let's circle back. Brandon B, circle back. Circle back. I'll just circle back. Hey, Brandon. Uh, so, talk to us about Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar. Uh, it, <laughs> she, yeah, something needs to be done with her brother, and I mean legally, you know. But something needs to be done with her. Yeah.
5: Yeah, well, you know, so as, as I, you know, watched her and the statements that she has made um, about Israel and about the United States, basically saying that that they are terrorist and terrorist nations, okay? Yeah, and she's a representative in this country that enjoys all the benefits of living in this free nation, yeah. and and having a voice as a female that she would not have in many places in the world.
2: Nowhere in the Middle it's, East. Uh, oh, she'd be put yeah, to absolutely. death. Absolutely,
5: That's exactly right. So, you know, as I, as I look at this, I, I, I think to myself, okay, so Donald Trump made some very legitimate points about the election, challenged elected officials to look into it and to right the wrongs of the elections. which, by the way, if people aren't, haven't been paying attention uh mike lindell the ceo of the my guy yes, yes and and donald trump listen if you just listen to their language they're signaling something big now if it happens or not who knows you, you know no. but they're, they are signaling as no. though something big is getting ready to happen in that no. arena I've been
4: so, hearing it. Mm-hmm. you
5: know then so, so so trump says all of these things challenges election uh, elected officials do the right thing Calls people to D.C. to march uh, on the Capitol. That happens. Yes, it gets out of control. Doesn't matter who started it or whatever. Some 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 stupid things happen, and Trump is labeled an insurrectionist, banned from uh, social media at least two years with Facebook, Twitter, on and on and on. Okay. So Ilhan Omar, she says that United States and Israel are terrorist nations and and, and terrorist people. What if? That caused a group of people to stand up and begin rioting and burning down the capitol and, and elected officials and and so on and so forth. In other words, would she be treated the same way by the social media outlets and by the media?:
2: Yeah, are you asking me or a question be, no, that that' <laughs> That's an easy question.: That's a rhetorical or question. Be, or, or, yeah,
5: yeah, or, or would she be labeled a hero? And, and, and so it just, again, it just proves that hypocrisy, and it's so much deeper than hypocrisy, it is an agenda. Yeah. It is an agenda. And, and until people wake up and realize that there is, again, it brings me back to the same point, there is real evil, there are real people who are really evil, who really seek to push an agenda that will eventually lead to domination and suppression and power and control over as many people as they can gain that power and control over, then, then this doesn't stop. Yeah. And and just can you imagine a, just what if we had twenty years ago, twenty years ago, said there'll be a sitting US representative that will call this country a terrorist nation and mean yeah. it. And then be defended by other sitting US representatives. We would have been laughed out of the room and called crazy. But now here we are, and it's really happening. And, and again, the treatment will be so different towards this this this, this despicable demonic woman um, versus Donald Trump or anyone that tries to use a conservative voice to make points. Yeah, and yeah. it it just it it's sickening on so many levels to watch this happen.
2: Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And and and, you know, and and what really upsets me the most is what the scenario you laid out. Here she is coming from uh, the heritage of Somalia, uh, just just a third world whole and nothing against Somalians or, you know, individually. But it is it just is. Everybody knows it. And mm-hmm. and now she's exercising all the freedoms and rights she has in America and trashing us with those freedoms and rights, acting as though she hates everything about it. Well, then why did you come and why are you staying and why are you in the government and why do you want us go back to where you came from? And I'm not saying that in a racist way. I'm just saying that in a practical way. If you hate this so much, go back to Somalia. I mean, I thought you yeah. – I, mean, I mean, you were here to, to get a better life, and you're using your better life to make everybody else miserable. And and so, yeah, yeah you're right.
5: It, it, it Well, you just – you know, you you talked about Somalia just being a third-world nation and, 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 and all that goes along with that. It's interesting. The other Muslim nations despise Somali yes, they do. people. They you do. You and I know that firsthand.
2: Firsthand. Yep.
5: Every every cab we got into in Minneapolis, yep. which is a a hotbed for the Somali refugees yes. and yes, and, and and of all types of criminal activity that stems out of that, every cab that we got into was driven by
2: a uh, Muslim several,
5: several by, uh, by by uh, Iranians, yes, and and would tell us in in their voice and their word, words how this disgusted that they were with the somali people they despise and just how terrible of a people group that
2: they are now again
5: that's not me saying that
2: that's right you're just that's repeating
5: other muslim yeah. nations that surround them
2: and you and i and heard them together despise them yeah we yes, heard
5: them multiple together times yep. In, yep. And, and just a three-day weekend yep we heard that same story multiple times
2: yep yep so that's what we're saying and that's ilhan omar and you know, you said a moment yeah. ago that that you don't know, you're not making any statements, but that Trump seems to be hinting something in the my pillow guy. So while you said that, popping up in my email from Western Journal headlines, Trump reveals he turned down multiple book deals because he's quote working on something much much more important. And you read it, and then they start talking about, uh, last week, it says, Trump called the idea of launching a bid for the seat in the House of Representatives and then potentially seeking out the role of speaker. (laughs) He called that interesting. (laughs) Uh, The Boston Herald reported last week that former White House uh, strategist Steve Bannon addressed Massachusetts Republican, floated the scenario when Trump could run for a House seat and then become Speaker of the House. And on and on and on. Of course, some are talking about he's going to run for president again. And, of course, that would be just right around the corner. He'd start campaigning. And so I don't know. I think we're in for some interesting times ahead. And I don't know what it's going to be, and I'm not calling any shots, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. But I think we're in for – listen, Donald Trump, until the day he draws his last breath, he is a Muhammad Ali of politicians.
5: He is a fighter. He's a scrapper, there's no doubt. And the particular statement that I was referencing is – uh uh Mike Lindell uh had a big rally oh I don't remember where it was, but just this, in the last few days and he had Trump speak there uh by teleprompter. Uh-huh. or or by uh you know he was Skyped in basically on the on the jumbotron and Trump made the statement we will be back in the White House much sooner than you expect.
2: Yes, I I saw that. Yep. So and, 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 and I'll what just it, i
5: said this over and over i yeah, I'll say this over and over again. I don't want Donald Trump to go back in and be president. Especially not in that scenario of now listen the fraud needs to be exposed. The you know all of that needs to be happened. Biden needs to be removed as president. You know because it's it's illegal. It's it's illegitimate. But we have to wake up and understand if that scenario were to happen and Donald Trump was to be placed back in office that is a civil war.
0: Uh, yeah.
5: And, you know, I don't want that. Am I willing to deal with it if it comes? I am. But I'm certainly not pushing for that.
2: Yeah, you're expressing my sentiments exactly. I would love it to happen philosophically, but I'm pretty sure what would happen uh, logistically and practically, and that we don't want. Yeah. But if it happens, then I'll live in it and we'll deal with it.
5: That's exactly right. And and we sh- we're supposed to be prepared, right? Yep. Both in season and out of
2: season. And, te- and there's a lot to that statement. But <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And technically and legally, yeah. if it's proven that it was all stolen, that should happen. It should. It, it, should, be exactly right. it, it should, should be unstolen. It should be unstolen. Go ahead, Brandon. Yes. Close yes. this out.
5: No, you are exactly right. But you know, we just we also have to think with a logical, practical mind, do we really want a civil war? Right. Do we really want people Dying in the streets by the thousands and thousands, potentially tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, and you know all of the uh, terrible atrocities that will come along with that. How many people in this country are really prepared yeah. to deal with that? Yeah, it's like and I, it is a vast, vast, vast minority.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's like I described the the Civil War. We killed each other in our front yards and in our that's right cornfields and uh, you know in our pasture lands. We just mowed each other down. Almost, well, more than a half a million. So anyway, Brandon, thanks for being on today. Thank you for all your insight, for your reporting. And again, folks, this is why you listen. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. So for those of you, 1620 AM and 92.3 FM on Sunday night, thank you for joining us. Those of you listening live stream today, God bless you. Those of you on podcast all over the world, thank you. God bless you. I hope you're in the house of the Lord this coming Sunday, folks. We'll see you next Friday. Freedom Project.